And this week, the pursuit of creativity brought me to artist Jordan Moss. In addition to being a poet, musician, and graphic designer, Jordan has carved out a really unique niche of content creation for business and creators alike. In this episode, we talk about the importance of creating entertaining content, the highs and lows of using social media for promotion, and how his sobriety affected his craft. My name is Ike Ajvan, and welcome to the Pursuit of Creativity podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Jay Moss on the podcast. Um, we've been friends for uh, since high school, so over 10 years now, and he has built up such an amazing and brilliant creative ecosystem of things from music to content creation, all that kind of good stuff. So without further ado, I want to introduce my buddy Jay Moss um, to the show, and why don't you give our listeners just a little overview of like who you are, like what your name is, obviously I already said it, but like where you're at um, and what you do and how you describe your, your job to people. Um, name's Jordan Moss. Um, I live in Rochester, New York. Um, and what I, what I normally tell people is just that I do a little bit of everything because, yeah, I mean, for, for how I pay rent and stuff is, is I do content creation and uh, graphic design for different clients of mine. But um, I also make music, score things, um, just work all around in that area and then other creative things like just helping out friends brands and you know just just a little bit of everything I like a little say. bit of everything yeah. i like that so one thing i, I want to try to do this podcast is like you described it pretty well there but um a lot of people in this creative world like struggle to explain their job to like their mom or like older people so if you had to break it down even more simply to someone that has no clue about any of that stuff how would you describe it digital marketing digital promotion <laughs> perfect if if that was like what i had to limit what um what i do for for rent how i how i how i pay the bills i would say digital marketing love that um how did you get started i know from our time as friends, you have always been in the music biz, um, and that has evolved over the years. When did you kind of make the jump to more content creation for your, I mean, your, your videos on your Instagram are all super creative and stuff. So obviously you've been doing that for a while, but when did you make the jump to doing it for other people? Um, I was working behind a bar and I guess it's like maybe like a, a cocky thing to have in mind. But when I was working there, I was like looking at the social media and I was like, I feel like I could do this better <laughs> or more so like yes. I thought that I could bring something to the table. I think everybody who does like content creation sees a business that's like they're kind of doing it or, or usually like what the way that I feel like a lot of content people get in their foot in the door is like definitely always somebody who is like not very um, well versed in, in making content is doing the social media and you're like, Oh boy, we need a little, we need some work here. Um, so then like you kind of step in and you try to help out and that's what I did. Um, I kind of just thought maybe I could do it better. And then I started working with this one restaurant, the people that own that restaurant own, own several restaurants in Rochester. And then I kind of pitched myself up. Like I, I created sort of a job position. Like there was not a social media manager at that time that there, they didn't mm -hmm. really like think that was something that had value. Um, so I pitched myself as like, why don't I run multiple of your accounts? Like, why don't I do promotion for other places? Like, I think I could do that as well. So, um, yeah. And then when it came to like graphic design, which, um, 
that was literally just one day they had a, a, a cocktail that they wanted to promote and I had an idea for, um, I just saw something in my mind and I was like, well, how am I going to do this? I don't have Photoshop or whatever. I don't know how to do that. Um, so I downloaded an app and then I just figured out how to do, I just figured it out on my app and then I do everything on my phone. I do video editing. I do graphic design. It's all done on my phone, photos, video. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think, I mean, what you just said, I feel like is something that is really encouraging because, um, being able to like take a creative idea and then like not even worrying about if you can uh, like achieve it and then just figuring it out yeah, and like finding the resources you need to, to make that, like create that. Yeah. Um, that is, I think that's really encouraging. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't have any like quote unquote formal training in like graphic design or videography or anything like that. Like you learned it all on, on the go. Nope. I watch a lot of movies. Um, that inspires me. Um, I just like, yeah, I mean the same way that anybody who, I guess when you're, when you're making content and stuff like that nowadays, it's like, especially with TikTok, some of these videos are like on the same level as like a Marvel movie or whatever. I don't know, like an, a major like action film or like a, a drama or, I mean, so I think you gotta just like watch stuff that's going to inspire you. Even if it's just literally for a funny, like little promo for a company mm -hmm. like you and if you want to rip off like a certain movie or whatever you got to watch the movie you got to understand like there was one time where somebody wanted me to like do a party because it's like uh, a swillberger playhouse and they were doing like a peewee's playhouse uh themed thing i was like i've never watched that show so i went and watched the show got a vibe for it and was like okay i can promote i can use this you know what i mean yeah. but um yeah sometimes you gotta it, the, the the desire to create has to be there and then even if you don't know what the hell you're doing, like you got to just figure out a way to pull it off. I think that's just what any entrepreneurial person is doing. We're all just kind of like bullshitting and just throwing stuff at the wall until stuff sticks. But then you oh, start to, that. you start to realize that the stuff that's sticking is like, there's a reason for it. Cause you're learning and you're getting better. And you're like, you said it earlier, like you're creating up, you're creating, um, solutions on the fly. Totally. I think, you know, because I'm I'm the same way. Like I went to school for marketing, but like I learned video and all that other stuff, just like YouTube. So many, so many YouTube videos. Yeah. And I want to. I would love your take. Do you think it's a advantage at some in some way, shape, or form to not have a a traditional background in it? Like you have to kind of. Uh, and like in my opinion, like if you didn't go to like film school or videography school or graphic design school, you have to be a lot more creative to kind of figure out how to make these things work and you're not limited by you know oh well this is this is a rule like i can't do that like we yeah. don't even have those thoughts when you don't like have those parameters right i was just uh watching the it's always sunny in philadelphia podcast and they did a whole episode where they actually just talked about acting that was mm -hmm. all they they just talked about how they got into acting and and why they did like the dude who plays dennis is actually a juilliard trained uh actor like which like a lot of people don't even know but charlie day um he had a point where like he he was like i had a crossroads where it was like i could have gone to juilliard could have had classical training and he's like but i was already getting gigs and i was already and i already had a manager so he's like i mm -hmm. just kind of went with the vibe of like i think i can just do this i don't need that and to me i think that's a really good analogy for like when you start creating and you don't have the classical training like of course you don't 
understand certain things like the rule of thirds and like those are mm-hmm. the kind of things you need to like research and figure out for yourself um but if you don't know where the edges of the painting are you can just keep painting and not have to feel worried about being compressed down you know that's why i like never wanted to go to like eastman school of music yeah or something like that because it just seemed like it it took something that i love and just made it unfun and kind of like would compress you and tell you you're not good enough and that piece could be better and yeah sure that stuff helps and you learn a lot but it also like it can kind of like knock the wind out of your sails i've seen a lot of friends go to school for what they wanted to do and actually become really um disenchanted from it and kind of feel Mm -hmm. like oh this isn't really i'm not that interested in this anymore because you're kind of like watching the wind get knocked out of their sails kind of thing so yeah no i think i mean i think you hit the nail on the head there with that like there's it's a weird balance because obviously there are people being on both sides of it um but i i definitely tend to lean more toward the you know figure it out and it might actually be more beneficial that way you can always learn those other things along the way you know yeah and if you want to go back and you want and and you don't know photoshop like i'm i've been thinking about like just buying it buying the subscription or whatever and just started getting on youtube and like um, what i want to do is like i want to take a flyer that i've made just on my phone and just try to recreate it in photoshop and i think that's going to be like a really easy way to be like Oh, okay. That button does this. That's the equivalent. That's kind of how I learned how to use like Logic Pro. I was Mm -hmm. using GarageBand on my, on my laptop. And then somebody was like, you know, the same people make Logic, right? Like the same people that make GarageBand make Logic. And I was like, no, I didn't know that. So then when I started using Logic, a lot of it was very crossover. It was like, oh, if I press this button, it does that same thing that it did in GarageBand, but this is just the equivalent of it. So, you know, you can go back and learn all that stuff if you want. But, you know, I think just get started. That's the main, you know, the main goal. 100%. I mean, I've I've done that same thing where I like recreate the same thing and like multiple things just to figure just to be like, okay, maybe I won't need to use this all the time. But now I know I can at least do it in this other format or other way or whatever. So like you're you're you started out at least back in high school and then that, that kind of stuff like big on the music scene, right? How would you say making music, performing music and all that stuff has played into where you're at now as like a content creator? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was like big in the music scene. <laughs> uh, I would say I was attempting to be a part of a music scene that I feel like is more relevant now than it was when I started out. I feel like maybe now if I was trying to do what I was doing then that um, I'd be even more tapped in now. But um, I don't know. I think like what's interesting is that the content creation stuff is not something that I'm as passionate about as music. So mm. for me, like I do love it, um, but I almost have always seen them as like very separate. I guess like the one connective tissue is that for for content creation for myself, uh, I just I didn't know anybody who was a videographer. I didn't know anybody who was an editor, and basically like my whole like musical interests and stuff like that has always just come down to me just being by myself Mm -hmm. um i've tried to do bands and i've tried to like involve other people and um i think i've realized that i'm always the most reliable person for myself so i just have to um (laughs) i just do a lot of things by myself so yeah I, i guess the music stuff having to promote music and put it out now it's like a full production you're not just mm-hmm. like you're not just a rapper. You're not just a R and B singer or whatever. You're the photographer. You're the editor. You're the you know 
you have to have like a whole small army to like get your music out now. So, so true. I, I think that kind of definitely influenced just, um, me already being interested in creating stuff. Um, but, but really what, it, where I do find, um, where I do get excited though with content creation is helping out certain clients. Like the mm-hmm. clients that I have, I, I haven't signed on to a, a thing where, Oh, you just work for all these different restaurants or just whatever. But I have a very varied, um, client list. So I love helping out people that, um, just need more exposure and don't have the time to create it themselves. That's probably where I'm the most excited about. Sorry, I rambled totally. off of your No, question. we love a good ramble. That's <laughs> like that's where you get the good nuggets of, of information <laughs> from people. Or just delusions um, of grandeur. <laughs> delusions important for this world, for this, I think, this life we're living in. I think you need to be delusional a little bit to you I mean betting on yourself is a little delusional. Well, people will make you think that it's delusional. It's not. I mean yeah. they'll make you think that you're crazy or why are you doing that? Why are you wasting your time on that? And yeah, sometimes you waste your time on something for five years and it's the wrong thing but um i think you gotta bet on yourself no matter what totally i made a corny as that is it's it's corny and it's cliche but i am i'm all for that kind of stuff i made a a tiktok basically saying that same thing it was like to be successful you have to be delusional because like statistically like there's you have to like think beyond like how like the chance of you making it like you have to like be yeah. like i'm gonna do it regardless and sure. i don't care what anyone else says and as like especially as like i would say self-employed folks um you have to kind of you have to believe in yourself because like who else is going to you know yeah if i listened to my parents i wouldn't be doing or i guess i would probably be doing something even more more stable or whatever but mm-hmm. i wanted to get to a point of stability on my own and I've just, yeah. I did, I did that recently. So it feels really good to finally feel a little bit more secure with what I'm doing and, and locking in. But I think what you've done with your TikTok is incredible. I don't think that you've, I don't think you just create, yeah, you put silly stuff on there and you put like really cute stuff with your girlfriend and things like that. But I, I think also you've really put some poignant, um, really relevant stuff to where we're at as, a society right now and made a lot of real not just commenting on it uselessly but really putting some poignant thought onto a kind of mindless uh media site you know what i mean i mean i think i think a lot of media sites now a lot of people are just like reposting stuff and not thinking about it but the people who are actually putting thought in and really care about what they're what it is they're talking about that's kind of like where i want to be i want to be mm. making stuff that's really causing people to think a little bit yeah well what for one i appreciate the compliment uh that's very kind of you for sure um and to that point maybe you can jump off of that like what you said you want to maybe make stuff like that is do you have a dream like five years from now like are you making content for a bunch of bigger brands in the area are you doing more stuff for yourself um more stuff with like the music you're doing where do you kind of see yourself in a couple years i I definitely like to just be taking more on uh doing um stuff for myself creating music or scoring music for film or something like that Mm. or if i was going to go further into video stuff i would probably get more interested in um sort of documentary slash interview um things one of my clients is my friend's company liba spirits and uh we created this series called the indie spirit series where we interview different 
entrepreneurs, uh, artists, musicians in Rochester. And even though like we've just done those, like we usually take a 20 minute interview and then I'm cutting it into like a minute and a half reel. But Mm -hmm. we sit there and chat with them for 20 minutes. And I think I've really started to enjoy the long form interview quite a lot. So maybe it'd be a mix of, yeah, talking about music with people or, you know, something like that. But definitely just more of a focus on me putting out more music and working with artists. I also work with this artist Ishmael in Rochester, a rapper, singer. He's an, he does everything. He has a clothing brand. Um, so working with him is also definitely in the future and, and other artists like him. I love that. Is there, um, to the point of like who you work with, obviously when you're starting out, you kind of will take, I just, I definitely take what I could got, get when I was just sure. doing like videos and things you like have that. To. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta you gotta you have get to the eat money. shit. Like, oh wait, yeah. can we can we swear on the podcast? Sure. If you don't not? want it, if you don't want it, that's totally fine. I can edit, but you do have to eat a little bit of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It, you got to just to get even just to get like putting a, like a video reel together, or whatever it is. Like, you have to kind of take what you can get at first. Yeah. But to that point, um, do you have like you were just talking about um, that? Uh, artist do you have like a, a ideal client that you would if you if he had all the money in the world and you can you got to just choose who you got to work with do you have like a, a type of business or a type of person that you would ideally want to make content for i like i feel like i'm already doing that uh with a couple people just because some some of my clients like uh, my friend's uh natural he has a natural wine retail store that's the first kind the first of its kind in upstate new york and definitely the only one in like you know, close to like the only, the closest one you probably would have to go to that's like fully dedicated to natural wine would be like in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, so working with him is great um, because he just kind of like I'll just come in with a crazy idea. Like today, you guys are going to be in a musical. They're just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so working with people who are just really fully ready to just like dive in. And the funny thing is, is that. Um, the owner, Brandon, his wife, Erin, uh, and their employee, Joe, um, they just started, it's called Elder Skeller wine company. They just opened like in June, I believe of last year. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been around that long, but, um, they've also like, I've kind of put them through their paces, like with acting. Uh, so they've done skits and they've had to like give dramatic performances and, um, they are kind of like the dream client in the sense that like. I can come up with anything. One time I came in, I was like, okay, for Christmas, since you guys are going on vacation and Joe's staying here, we're going to recreate scenes from Home Alone. And they're like, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, you guys are running out the door. All right, act, you know, like, and, and they've just gone with it. Uh, but yeah, that's probably, that's like the dream client. It's just anybody who's like just down to, I wrote this song for you. It's your theme song. Here we go. We're going to shoot a yeah. thing. Let's, let's roll with it. So. I love that. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes a huge difference when people one like trust your creativity, For like sure. trust your like your vibe, and then yeah. they also like really lean into it. It makes like uh, yeah, I it's the leaning you. in that that's that's really the dream client. Somebody might do your thing that you want to do, but they might not get it or or fully commit to it. But yeah, committing really hard, even though they don't really know how it's going to turn out. But then the more that you do, the more that you create with a client or whatever, then then you yeah, they start to know they're like it'll look cool whatever you're going to yeah. do or or I know it's going to be edited well or whatever you're you're going for, you know what I mean? Totally. Getting people to trust the process um is a process in itself. <laughs> for sure. And I was going to say like, you know, I wanted to say this at some point. Um but 
I think I've realized that the key with digital marketing now is like the anti-marketing, which means mm. like um, like when we do stuff for the natural wine shop, we barely ever touch on what it is the wines are or what their flavor is like we don't you know natural wine instagram is usually people being like oh it's a nice uh merlot blend and it takes <laughs> let's take a sip here oh that's flirty mm. Mm. wow <laughs> so we just have completely done the exact opposite of that we barely promote the wine but i think people are more interested in us just doing like silly stuff um that that doesn't even like because you're endearing uh your brand to people yeah i totally agree i mean content is i mean i've been in content marketing for a long time now so I, it's it's not a super surprise to me but it's it's cool to see so many brands now embracing the fact that they're essentially a, a small entertainment business within their business sure and the things and we need people like you <laughs> that can go in there and be like all right we could have a person sipping wine or we could do a scene from Home Alone, which is going to make people excited and they're going to share it. And then yeah. people are going to go and actually buy your wine. <laughs> yeah, people have just come in because they're like, that video cracked me up so much. Like, I had to come in. We did a whole one where uh, Brandon was pretending to be like a Hulk Hogan type character or Randy Savage. And he's like, oh, yeah, brother, you got to free your mind. That's what the wine was called this uh, by Wonderwork. Yeah. And it was, uh, you got to free your mind. Uh, and just because he did that, like Randy Savage thing, people were like, "That was hilarious." I had to come and pick up a bottle. Like that was so funny, but we didn't. Yeah. We didn't really try to promote the bottle. We just thought we were like, "What would be a funny way to like do our take on this?" You know, exactly. So. And I think, I mean, right in there is a lesson, right? Like if you are having fun making it or having like it makes like if whatever you're tr promoting or making like a video and you enjoy it, there's a good chance other people are going to enjoy it too and connect to it and like yeah. that. That is huge as far as content marketing goes because it's really it can be hard to to like find that balance. So yeah, but um, people can tell people can tell when you're not feeling it. People can tell mm -hmm. when you're when you're. It's so it's a little bit of a tightrope back, right? Because like it it can get exhausting because you're just like long form. You're creating content every week, and mm -hmm. if you have multiple clients, you're you're trying to think of specialized content for every single customer, and it's it's tough sometimes. But um. I think like people can definitely tell when you're not feeling it, you know, but then when you tap back into something or you get back in your rhythm, people can also tell that too. So even if like you're making content and you just like feel like no one's vibing on it or the algorithm's just like pushing it down, it's like, whatever, dude, just like keep making stuff. Like people will eventually tap back in or, you know what I mean? Like don't, don't worry about it. Just try to ignore the outside noise as much as possible. Cause it's always wrong. Totally. Usually. I mean, that is spot on, um, which I feel like it's a good place to pivot. Like we were just talking about some really good things, really positive things. But I think in every creative's journey, there's some times where um, I like to call it a main character growth moment. You know, the part in the movie where the character's like getting beaten down and they're like, ah, yeah. oh, should I keep going? And what's going to happen? What was that? If you have one, maybe you're just awesome and you like you just cruise to success. But <laughs> if you if you have, I a wish, bro. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. Yeah, right. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be great? It's like, oh no, I've had no struggles. Um, no, because you, you wouldn't learn that. anything if 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 you did not struggle. Yeah, I think kind of just like more to the point of what I just said about. There's just times like over the over the course of like you know I've been working with certain bars and restaurants for like three or four years there's times where I'm just like, how many times, how many ways can I shoot this cocktail or mm -hmm. whatever? You know what I mean? So 
I think re-engaging in yourself, but I don't know. I think COVID was hard for everybody. That was really tough because yeah. no one had any money for graphic design and social media. That was really where they were like, hey, we're going to try to figure this out ourselves. And some yeah. people succeeded and some people didn't. And the people who didn't, you know, they were still like, hey, we, we, we still need promotion we still want somebody bringing something to the table for us and i think just now like even just recently i would say people at businesses have started to be like okay we're doing a little bit better now after that and um, we actually have money for you in our budget now but yeah that was that was pretty tough because no one wanted to you know i was like the first person to go (laughs) right (laughs) oh the content guy we don't well we're not going to be open for two years so we don't really need you yeah, yeah, it's like content now. No. Yeah, right now. We need silly videos right now, and I'm paying you what a week? <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah, We're exactly. Good on that. So yeah, that was a trying time, but I think just weathering the storm and just um, yeah. I mean, I definitely came close to just getting like a boring job and just kind of mm-hmm. doing that. But um, I really wanted to make things on my own and 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 get back up after that. And yeah, uh, yeah. There's something. I feel like. Some people get this. Some people don't like it, whatever. But there's something inherently exciting about making something all on your own or For like sure. building yourself up like that. Um, it's I like try to explain it to people sometimes. I'm like, it's just like a rush. You're the, like, you're the boss and it's cool. Um, <laughs> and I, some people are like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't want that. I'm like, hey, that's, I get that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, there's no shade for anybody who wants to have a boss and wants to work a nine to five job. I, I definitely didn't see the merit in it uh, when I was younger. I didn't really care about it, but I do understand like the sort of the comfort that having a, a, a set schedule and sort of, I mean, I have really bad anxiety. So even talking to people who do have like nine to five jobs, they're like, it really has balanced out my mm-hmm. anxiety, just having more things to do. But I've made my own schedule busy recently. So um, I feel like that, that will, that will sort of help my, my brain calm down a bit uh now that i'm busier for sure totally yeah that's i mean there's so many good points like this this whole podcast is about exploring like unique and like different jobs but yeah there's no shade of nine to five i have a nine to five right like it's 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 just like it's cool and i'm like so excited to show people because i think for a long time even myself even though i worked in the creative space like i know there's a lot of long time where i was like Oh, this is it. Like I can only do a nine to five and it's like, Oh no, there are other options. Yeah. Like you can do other things. It's sweet. For sure. (laughs) One thing I wanted to talk about for sure. I saw on your Instagram that you are, if I'm correct, three years sober, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. January. Thanks. Congrats. That is a huge accomplishment. I love that for you. Um, can you tell us, um, if at all, has this affected your creativity? Has this affected your work? Um, in what ways basically has this affected kind of, um, anything in those realms? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, I've become a more empathetic person. Um, and I think empathy really is kind of like plays in a lot to marketing because you're, you're, you're thinking about other people's experiences and you're thinking about where people come from and, you can put yourself a little bit more in other people's shoes. And when you have that in mind, when you're working with clients or whatever, even when you work with a client and somebody gets pissed off or they're in a bad mood or whatever, like a lot of the time I feel myself being like the, the mini uh, unlicensed therapist for people Mm. because uh, I really definitely try to listen and, and um, pay attention. And I think that that has affected my work because not only do I have clients, but I have people that 
can talk to me about anything. You know, yeah. I have people that I'm close to, you know, and working with your friends is difficult sometimes, but, um, but I love that. But yeah, it's definitely affected my music and, um, I've been able to, I mean, I'm writing a book of poetry about, Ooh. um, well, I've written books of poetry in the past. They've come out and I'm glad that they're out there in the world somewhere. Um, but this is a new one where I want, I'm just going to talk about my time drinking and yeah. I've been, I've had that thought in my head for like three years. So I'm just kind of like trying to, it, I'm like halfway through the book right now, but, um, I'm working on that. And then, um, new music that I'm going to be putting out, um, this month or next month, uh, is all stuff sort of almost like geared towards trying to process that time of my life and just who I was and who I am now. It's definitely hard to have those two things where you're like, that was me, but yeah. this is also me. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to explain with, with people who like weren't, didn't really have, I I think everybody has that time though, where they're like, am I drinking too much? Even if oh, you don't totally. have like a problem, like I, I'm an, I have alcoholism because it runs in my family. So for me, it was like a, this is a little bit more serious than yeah. somebody who's like, I just drink a lot. I'm like this, this could get like really bad. And it was pretty bad. Um, it was bad, but, um, I definitely probably like, saved myself years of my life by quitting when I did. And I quit like right before COVID happened. So, wow. Well, Hey, again, shout out to you. That is huge. It's not easy. I would imagine. So I'm glad that it seems like things are, uh, moving in a positive way after that. So congrats yeah. and cheers to another, maybe not cheers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually funny because I was thinking about like hanging out and doing something like the day of my uh, sobriety. And then I was just like, I feel like all my friends would be like, let's let's go out to celebrate. And I'd be like, go to a bar to celebrate. Uh, I mean, yeah. I get mocktails and soda water and stuff. I love going out and being social just as much as the next person. I don't totally. have a problem doing it. Um, I mean, ha- two, two of my clients are bars. So, you know, I have to be around it or whatever. But you know yes cheers to uh you know as many more years um hell yeah yeah that is amazing um and on that note i mean that's definitely something to brag about in itself like i think that's amazing and i'm I'm like i'm proud of you dude that's awesome yeah um but i'd also like i feel like a lot of content creators or people in in any job they don't get a lot of like a big chance to brag and like Post about something cool that they've done recently or in the past. So if you have anything, a story or something you want to share about, like either with a client, you've already shared a couple cool things like the home alone and like the wrestling stuff. But if you have anything else you want to brag about, I definitely want to give you some space for that. I guess I'm, I get really excited about stuff. I guess like if I'm going to be caught bragging about anything, it's just like when I'm like really jazzed about something, like something's happening for me that I'm just like super pumped about. There's an opportunity or I have a new Mm -hmm. client or there's like a song that I just made with somebody that I'm like really pumped about. Um, I'm excited because uh, my friend Ishmael is coming out with an EP in a little bit and um, we worked on a couple of songs. I don't know what's going to end up on there, but mm-hmm. I'm really pumped um, for the for one of the ones that's definitely going to come out that we worked on. Um, so that's like kind of where I think, you know, I don't post a lot of personal stuff on my Instagram. Um, yeah. 
Uh, just because I feel like when you make content for everybody else, when it comes to your own stuff, you're like, I'm kind of tired here. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just don't like sharing that much. I don't really feel like people need to know that much. Also, I just feel like I don't need to tap in that much with what's happened to me. If I go get a really good burger, I don't really need to tell people about it. I think it's a little ridiculous how people um, manage their lives that way. But for me, when other clients post my stuff that's how i'm bragging through my work mm, i mm-hmm. can repost my shit that i've made for somebody else um and i don't have to say anything because you can watch the video you can watch the interview or whatever it is that i've edited and you just know that it's my stuff and you can be like wow that's cool but i don't have to say a word about it so that's kind of like maybe it's like silent humble bragging or something but uh, i guess I that's that. that's the the calmest way of of bragging for me. It's just being like, this is my work, you know? And that's how I've gotten more clients. It just, they saw what I was doing. They thought it was cool. And they thought I might be able to bring something to their brand or their company or whatever, you know? Yeah. Letting your work speak for itself. That is an elite level of bragging. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think about like Mad Lib, like as a producer, that guy doesn't say anything. He doesn't have social media, but, or he does have, I think he has like Twitter or something like that. But he like went on Twitter one time and he was like, by the way, I made that whole Freddie Gibbs album on an iPad and just left it there. Just like, yeah, try and figure that out. Producers like, you know, I did that whole thing. He could have been lying, but I don't think so. I don't think he'd like put that out there like that if he wasn't trying to just like you know, stun on everybody and be like, yeah, figure that out. hundred <laughs> percent. But I love that. All right. For the last question, um, we, lo- I love, I would love to make this an actionable, uh, podcast for people that are listening. So if you have any three tips to kind of get people moving in the right direction, if they're like, they hear your story, they're like, well, I want to make content for brands. I want to work with artists. I want to make music. What are three tips you could give people? Um, doesn't have to be like elaborate or anything crazy. It could be something, it could be something super simple, but just three things that someone can take away from this podcast and be like, all right, if I want to do this, I can maybe get the wheels moving. Yeah. Um, I think one is uh, we already touched on it, but it's just like, just start moving, you know, staying, staying neutral is, is, is a really easy, safe place to be. But if you just got to hit the ground running. And and if you just have a concept in your head or you see a brand or you have a friend who's doing a thing and you're like, you just need help. And like and I saw Kid Super was talking about this. Colm, Colm Delane was talking about this. And he was like, don't don't even like do it for money. Just like just like start, because it's not really when I started doing content stuff, it wasn't. I mean, it was like this would be cool if I could get paid to do this. But mm-hmm. I really just started because I liked doing it. Um, and I liked promoting stuff. And I like when when a, when I make something for a DJ and it comes out really cool and they feel like it really like represents like their their kind of style of playing music. Um, I That connection is really awesome. But, yeah, I mean, I, the same with producing music. A lot of the time I work with artists, I don't I'm not like where's my paycheck? Because if you start yeah. like that, I mean, you start placing everything in terms of money. It really does like cheapen uh, an experience. So I think just start don't you know tip one don't start just start and then uh, don't worry about money and don't worry about compensation and what how is it going to work out for you you really have to just be passionate about what you're doing to begin yeah um 
And then, too, on another thing we touched on is really just, like, don't pay attention to anybody else. Especially, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was uh, another kind of interview that I was getting influenced by was this one DJ was talking about your diet. And he wasn't just talking about what you eat. He's like, what you consume. Like, you know, he's like, you could be in a great mood and you open up your phone and, like, one video or one thing, like... If you don't make a lot of content for yourself, like like sometimes I get overwhelmed by making stuff for other people that when it comes to my own stuff, I feel like I'm in neutral sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like I get placed in neutral when I look at all the other stuff that everyone's doing. But if you think about it, it's like that's the whole purpose of that. I feel like it's just to kind of like everybody's posting stuff all the time. It's going to make you feel like you're less than because you're looking at this whole swath of people. But if you just focus on what you're doing and just kind of ignore everybody else's shit, um, I think you can you can keep your head on straight. But a lot of the content I make for people is not based out of – sometimes I'll use popular sounds, but I don't do popular trends. We, mm-hmm. we make – I make really original content, and I don't really care about following any of that stuff. Why do you think things catch on on TikTok? Like when something becomes a trend, it's because somebody had to create the trend or create mm-hmm. the idea to begin with. So I guess if something was going to like blow up or whatever, I, I would say that I would push towards someone focusing on uh, unique content and don't worry about anything else because unique content's going to draw people to whoever you're working with or whatever you're trying to promote for yourself. Just Just don't worry about anybody else's stuff. And um, I think number three is like the moment that things become like not fun, you got to just move on. You got to cut, you got to cut and run. You know, if things are miserable and you just like hate it, it's going to show through in your work. And people, people are so um, the last like, you know, interview that I can compare to is watching a thing with Tim Heidecker. And he was like, I think people are, uh, People actually uh, take things more on face value now. Like they see something mm-hmm. on the internet and they immediately are like, oh, that must be true because that guy said that on there. So like, you know, if you're if you're not feeling it and um, and you're not, you know, uh, passionate about it, that's going to be noticeable immediately. People are going to look at it and be like, I don't think this was made with intent or mm-hmm. I don't think that this person really thought this through um, or they're not really excited about this brand or whatever. Um, brands that I really love that do cool stuff is like, uh, Amelion Doré. It's like, a I don't know if I'm saying it correctly cause I've never like heard it said aloud, mm-hmm. but, um, fashion clothing company, they do amazing stuff. You can tell whoever's like running their stuff gives so much attention to detail to what they do. Yeah. And it's so highly curated that it's, uh, it just demands respect. It's like, that's why their clothing is like, so expensive but it's like they really do make you feel luxurious uh it makes it look so cool but you can tell whoever's behind um their social media or whatever even like uh i was thinking the other day i was like looking at like the nintendo instagram and i was like dude whoever is like running this is just crushing it or like lego (laughs) like they're so fun they embody the brand in so many different ways they get the fans involved like i mean all that stuff is really you know watching the greats and watching uh accounts that like really excite you is is another thing to like push you don't don't be overwhelmed by it and don't be don't start copying those people but just be inspired and always be open to absorb. I think absorbing is like a really important thing. So yeah, don't listen to other people's stuff. Just start creating. And uh, if it stops being fun, then just cut and run and, and push to something else. You're not, you don't owe anybody anything. 
when I was working in the restaurant industry, it's like they made you feel like you owe us for we, mm. us giving you shifts. Like yeah. what? That's such a wacky <laughs> thing. Like this you're welcome that we employed you. <laughs> like you're like, hey, listen, I come in here and like I put my like I put my ass in gear and work really hard for you every day. So like you're kind of welcome that I'm I'm giving myself to you just as much as you're giving yourself to me. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. You don't you don't owe anybody anything. You gotta just do what's best for yourself. Don't be like an asshole, but <laughs> <laughs> just just like do what's best for you, you know, have fun. I mean I feel like all that stuff is kind of like I don't know. Sometimes like the the most plain stuff is the best advice. Like even if it's like the most like over we've heard all mm-hmm. this stuff before. I feel like all those tips were very basic, but sometimes that's like people who are starting out really just need to hear the basics. Yeah, no, right there. Like I, it sounds strange, but I like love cliches because one, when people, it'll, it'll come out of someone's mouth differently every single time, sure. even if it's the same message, kind of to what you were just saying. Yeah. But honestly, they're cliches, like pe- they're cliches because people relate to them and they're true most of yeah. the time. So sometimes you just need to keep hearing them. And then one time you'll hear it, maybe this time when you just said it, that'll be the time for someone, it'll click. Right. And that will be the thing that will get him to get going. Yeah. So I appreciate those tips. I think that I had, those, I had one more. Sense. Ooh, I just thought of bonus one tip. More. Yeah, Let's bonus tip. This is one that I actually thought about last night. And it's one that I'm learning right now. And it's one that I'm getting better at. But I was going to say um, the, these are kind of both intertwined. I guess they could be their own separate tips. But basically, like, know your value mm. um, and your worth and also have boundaries. Um, because, like... I was passionate, excited and started making stuff for a bunch of friends of mine, especially like when you're making beats, you just like make beats, Mm -hmm. make beats, make beats and you don't charge anything like, and you don't ever bring it up. And at some point in the future, maybe you do want to bring it up. Then it kind of becomes a little awkward. Like sometimes yeah, definitely like start and make fun and be passionate about it. Um, Don't make it about money or whatever. But when it comes to like the realism of if you want to do that for uh, a career with like new clients that you get that aren't your friends, you got to set boundaries and you have to be like, actually this is worth this much or mm-hmm. you just got to pay me something even with produ- with, uh, with rappers and stuff like that. Sometimes I'm like, I need you to pay me 10 bucks, 20 bucks, just any kind of like to show me that you care, yeah. uh, like in that way about what I'm creating for you rather than just me making it and throwing it into the abyss of, you know, whatever. So I, I would say, uh, yeah, knowing your worth. Cause like when you start out as an entrepreneur and you're fully working for yourself, what is this worth? I mean, social yeah. media is a really hard to quantify thing. Cause it's uh, impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't say like, if, if you hire me, I'll, I'll definitely bring you 5,000 followers. You're like, I mean, I hope that happens. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if it'll happen. Like it definitely probably won't, but, um, yeah, that, but like setting boundaries with new clients and things like that. And, and also just like setting a little bit of a, a little bit of a schedule for yourself. Uh, mm, since mm-hmm. you're you're just completely floating on there all the time so to not go crazy you got to give yourself a little bit of like yeah. i don't answer my phone after seven because social media people are usually like people are like i need you to make this thing by 8 a.m tomorrow that's me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah boundaries uh value all those things are super important and it's uh, to your point like it's hard especially if you're just starting out to kind of figure out where to set those, how to sure. set those, how much to set those prices. So um, that is that. I think that's really great advice. And there, luckily, there's a lot of resources out there um, yep. to to kind of help with that. But 
I tell you what is still tricky. So I appreciate that extra bonus tip. That's a that one's huge. Yeah, that was actually so, one that I thought of and was like, that's a, that's a good tip. It's good. It's good. It, it makes like if if someone did, I hope I hope someone is super inspired by this conversation and they're like, you know what, I can do social media better than this place down the block, and then they're gonna Not have better, this tip but ready for them. Better, but enhanced, 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 enhanced. enhanced. Yes, enhanced. Yes. Yeah. Different, for sure. A different perspective. Yeah. Um, but that is awesome. Okay, so that is about our time. But I want to make sure that anyone f- listening can find you. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, I think for Instagram, it's King underscore J Moss J M O S S. Um, and I think I kept that the same for everything else for YouTube and for TikTok or whatever. I don't know. It's all whatever. You know, you can find me on there. It's he's I'm out there, there, people. <laughs> I'm out. He's there. around. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to put um, in the show notes. I think that's what podcasters say. I'll put in the show notes links to all of Jay Moss's Yo. socials and things like that. Um, if you're in Rochester and you're and you're really cool and you're willing to do cool stuff and you're looking for someone to make you some social media things, maybe maybe look them up. Maybe check them out. But I just want to say a big thank you. For being on the show. This has been really cool. Great to catch up. Great to dive into some of these things where we don't normally get to talk about. So I appreciate your time. Um and you're you're awesome, dude. Uh, dude, I appreciate you. You're you're awesome for doing this show. So thanks for having me on, man. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Pursuit of Creativity podcast. If you enjoyed hearing Jordan's story and got some value from it, be sure to leave a review, share with a friend, or at least give it a rating. It really helps the show out. For more insightful content, be sure to check out BelieveDivergent.com or the Believe Divergent Instagram. Once again, thank you for watching. I'm your host, Ike Yajvan, and as usual, stay optimistic. Better days are coming.